Welcome back to Can I Vibe with y'all, man. Where the vibes are immaculate every time we hop up in here. Every time. Every time. If it's your first time watching, it's your boy Kaz. You can follow the IG, C A Z underscore zero. I'm and again, it it's your boy Chris. You can follow me on IG at Mathis023. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we have a special, Very special, special, special episode today. Yes. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, we got these beautiful bottles on the table. We got the CEO and founder of this beautiful brand. So you can go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Brett Barish. I'm the CEO of uh, an amazing company of brands, which is uh, today we're, we're, we're talking Bamboo. So this is uh, yes, my three little kids, Bamboo Original, the OG, uh, Bamboo XO, the black bottle, and Bamboo Cream, the white bottle. And then oh, I yeah. also have, hold on, I got to give my cousins some, some, <laughs> some <laughs> shout out. My, uh, Bel Air, uh, Vion, McQueen. Uh, those are my, my family. Beautiful. So I have to say, we, we have been having uh, the Bamboo brand for quite a few months now. Mm. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommended. My goal is I love turning people. Like, wow, I didn't know it could mm-hmm. taste like this. Wow, this is nice. You know, having a reaction. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of making exactly. a brand. Yeah, because Chris was a rum and coke guy. I was a tequila guy. Uh, but like I said, I, I can drink kind of a little bit of everything. But now I've been put on to rum more because it. Smooth, but it's but smooth. but Chris, you're drinking cream. Yes. So did you like cream before? Did you drink cream based no. products? No. See, and that it was just like basically the the original, the OG. Yeah. But I'm turned to the cream now because again, like how you said, you're a mood drinker. I could drink that within any mood. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, your birthday just passed too. Yes. Yes. So we're gonna get a happy birthday Thank celebration you. on Cheers. here. We're gonna get a little shot of clock. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. I'm the happiest 38 year old. <laughs> no, that's it. I thought you were 25. No, <laughs> I'll take 38. Um, so we were starting off playing some music, and I know your brand is very big on like music and hip hop mm. culture. Uh, so how did you? How were you able to mix that into the hip hop culture? Um, I'm a fan. Uh, everything to me is got to be feel real, and it's and feeling real means it's organic. It's just kind of. It moves, mm. and uh, I'm a fan of hip hop specifically. I'm a, f- I'm a probably a bigger fan of, of artists in general, just okay. because I think they're inspirational. I think they're doing it on their own. I think they're self-made, and then it it allows me to like their music even more when I like them. Uh, okay. Like Wayne, you know, he. I was, I was about he, to ask if you had a top artist. Well, he, he, the the. Lives in the studio. He, just, <laughs> he he lives there. He he he's all in. That's all he does, um, and that inspires me. I like people like that. Okay, and he doesn't want to copy anybody. He's his own thing. You know, it's just <clears throat> I don't know. It makes me be a fan of them, and then I like the music even you, more you afterwards. Yeah. yeah, have it's, you been? It, in it's the funny. Studio? It's it's you make me think about this. It's not the music that that I start with. It's always the person, and then I like mm. the music okay. afterwards. Okay, have you been in the studio with him? Um, um, yeah, my fr- uh, uh, when we first met, I was in the studio with him, and uh, he wouldn't come out. <laughs> he wouldn't eat, like Lily. He's in his own, and I, you know, I don't want to. I, I get that, like you know, if you got your thing going on, I don't want to bother you. Right. You know, it's you working. Gotta, I think he had tried bamboo for the first time then, okay. uh, and he drank it right out of the bottle. I was like, this dude's awesome. <laughs> so how would the, how'd that conversation go? Like you just brought bamboo to him, presented it's it to him. Ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the time, it's. Um, people want to be involved with the brands. And that's my goal is I want people who want to, to be involved in some way. They don't care. They, they get what we're doing. They get what we're building. They want to be involved. Khaled's a great example. Um, 
you know, for years, he wanted to do something. He wanted to be involved in the brands. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just started having conversations. Um, uh, same thing with Wayne. We, that was the initial, you know, he always said he wanted to do something. And we started having conversations from that moment because I want it to be real. I want to know everybody right. I'm working with. I don't want it to be, I say this a lot, I don't want it to be a transaction. Because a transaction has an end date. My goal is Mm. never to have an end date. If I'm getting to know you and we get to the end where I just figured it out, you know, what gets you, what doesn't get you, how you work, like that's when it gets even better. Like it shouldn't end. So my goal is not to have an end date. Okay. It was the same thing with Rick Ross? 100%. Ross was... uh, um, same thing. He found the brand. All our brands, people find. So Oh, they found you. They all found you. Yeah. I, I didn't meet... All the beauty of uh, I'm no, I mean I like to say I'm nobody. My brands are somebody. Um, but but Bel Air, he found it in a club. He was in New York. Clue was DJing at the time, and he tells a great story. He's like, Clue, what the fuck is this? Rosé, I want this. This is me. I love it. It's a <laughs> black bottle. We had the black bottle rosé, which we started with Bel Air. Same thing. We got to know each other. It didn't happen over the night. It's probably a year or two later until we started working together. Um, and now it's been 10, 12, 14 years. It's awesome. Um, and uh, that's what I like. I like building relationships, and I, I want them to last forever. So you were talking about uh, the studio experience at Wayne. Uh, do you think, like, as a businessman, uh, you know, you should put yourself out there more? Because you said, you know, you presented the bamboo to him in the studio. He loved it. There's two sides. I think one is, let, let's take the artist as the example first. I, I recommend everybody, if you like something and you want to be involved, you go after it. If you're waiting for people to come to you for shit, you it doesn't me, happen. You tell me that all the time. It yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. You just got to go get it, that you know? Really it it, it his, does. Go ahead. His saying is, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. So I like that. It's, it's reassuring same, to me. But it's, it's, you got to go after it. Yeah. And it shows you're hungry. It shows you want something. It shows you care. It shows you're, you're energized. It shows you're committed. Mm. Like, if you're going to sit back and wait, it's not, you know, again, so God bless you. I hope it happens. Right. But I like people who just run at me. Yeah. Um, so that's that side. On my side, I think personally I'm learning, and I'm being, if I'm honest about it, I'm learning how to put myself out there because I've never done it before. And to me, it's always been, my brother and I have a saying, it's it's not about us, it's about the brands. So I'm, I'm not looking to put my name on a business card and shout out founder and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't care. It's not about me. I want the brand to be the special thing. I want the story about the brand. I want the heritage of the brand, the taste of the brand. It's always the brand. But now I'm realizing more and more, wow, if I can... If I can be a, a catalyst, if I can be a spokesperson, not just for the brands, but telling stories about my own failures and mm-hmm. success, I think that 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 creates you know great examples for the for the people like me when I was my in my twenties. I respect that. I think um, I think when you're humble, it is weird in these days mm-hmm. now because you have to put yourself out there more, especially with social media, um, and even us with this like. We're not used to, you know, here, listen to me, listen to my voice. Just let it go. I, I, I just right. sent an email to my whole company, and I always tell this story. When I do my own interviews, mm-hmm. and it's specifically with music people, um, and I always ask the same question. Did you think your number one hit was going to be successful? <laughs> and 99% of them say, no, I hated it. I didn't think it was good. I didn't wow. want to put it out. I didn't, I, I, I didn't think anything of it. And sure enough, it became their number one hits. And my second question is, so what does that teach you? 
And the answer is just put that shit out there. Yes. Put you it out gotta, there. Yes. You, you can't, sometimes you can't overthink it. You just got to go, let it go, go mm-hmm. do it. And, and this is where I get inspiration or learnings from talking to people, especially in the music space. Um, I don't know. They, to me, they set the example. So you, you host interviews? I do. I have, a series. Really? Okay. I have a series called Self Made. Started five, in 2017. Post Malone was my first okay. interview. Nice. Um, but it, it was all about, it's called Self Made because it, to me, it runs through our brands where people hold these bottles and they take pictures of them. And, it, and to me, it means that they've done something. They've achieved something. They created something. And it's that self-made aspect. And for me, it was... I don't like hearing about people's success. I'm talking to you because you're <laughs> successful. I like hearing about the shit you went through, like the bad yes. stuff, because okay. then it, it it's more real to me because then it's it's something that, wow, that guy, you know, it wasn't easy. Boy, Ross, it wasn't easy. Wayne, it wasn't easy. Like, they have horror stories to tell. Like, that's inspiring. So, yeah, what were, what were some of your failures? Oh, easy. Uh my, I've been doing this for, tw- well, I think a bunch. I think one is uh, I was the, the kid who had lots of ideas and never chose anything. And therefore, I never did anything. So it wasn't until my 30s where I finally picked something. And that was a leap. And, and it's hard, but you just got to pick something. And that's what I did in this space. And then I've had everything. Everything from, you know, the first six years of this business sucked. I had... Uh, I put all my money in the business. I had my house foreclosed on because I stopped paying my mortgage. Okay. And uh, um, I was, was going to ask what clicked for you. What what made you decide to pick something? I don't, I just, it was like a, an epiphany. Just, I got to pick something. Yeah. I, you know, my, my, my big thing for me is, and some people are out there like that, where I've got lots of ideas and I'm afraid, well, if I pick this one, what happens if it's the wrong idea? And will I ever have another new idea again? Like, therefore, you yeah. don't pick anything and you and don't do anything. Correct. And so for me, it was, I just finally said, I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to do the liquor space. My dad was in the industry. Um, and the first, as I said, the first six years sucked. Uh, I put all my money in it. Uh, I stopped paying my mortgage and therefore they <laughs> foreclosed on my house. I stopped paying uh, my taxes and the IRS swept my bank account. I then put my salary in my girlfriend's account because they couldn't find me then um, she's now my wife um, uh, I remember I remember having a conversation with my mom and I tell this story where she's like you know I was we had bankruptcy lawyers on the phone we're going to wind up the company I had investors and she's like Brad I'll sell all my rings for you you know oh, to, to put it in I'm like don't worry we'll figure this out but it was it was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because it was at that moment I remember it was that moment I remember telling her I I don't care about being big. I just if I can just live, like just live and mm-hmm. keep doing what I'm doing, I'll be happy. Oh man. So oh, it man. wasn't like about that. money, it wasn't about success. It was just I like what I'm doing. And I needed to go through those moments and everything those first 6 years has has been at why we're successful today. So that was your motivation to just be happy genuinely. I think it helped. It slowed things down. I think what happens a lot of times is, and I, I was that person. I thought it should happen fast. I thought it should be easy. Yeah. I thought it should be overnight. I thought someone's going to buy one of my brands in the first three or four years, and if I just get a percent of the industry. And then I realized it's not how it works, or at least for me. Some people it does, but for me, it's not how it works. Not most people, though. So. It happens. You know, I'm not the guy who, I don't know how to raise money. I don't know how to do all the things that, 
the financial engineering that people do. I don't know how to do that. Um, what I do realize now is brands take time to build, and as long as it's healthy and we keep growing, I'll get there. That's my view, and it's been my view for 15 years, 16 years now. So for someone who, you know, say, for example, they want to get into the liquor business, like what are the starting steps? How do you, how do you put yourself into that business? Well, first, got to love it. Uh, you know, I, I love what I do. I love my industry. I love everything about it, and that's where it starts. It's not, you know, I, I get people all the time at, well, I, they see what other people are doing, therefore I want to do it too. It's not how it works. You're like, you have to want this. You have to own it. You have to commit to it. Um, it can't be a side business. It's not a side hustle. You can't just partner with a celebrity and think it's going to it's gonna happen. So the first is, why do you want to do it? Like, what is it? You know, for me, it's it was easy because my dad... I saw my dad for 45 years in this business. We grew up in it. It was it was built in us, and us as my three brothers and I. Um, and I, I love it. I love it. And and it's weird because because once I committed to this, every other idea I've ever had doesn't matter anymore because <laughs> I just like what I'm doing. I could tell you're passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. So, but I it's love that. and people have said as an example, you know, wow, Brett. And it's hard to see yourself, but you really see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, do, I don't see me, so I don't know, but it's in me. I really do like what I'm doing, and I love I love what I'm doing. I love my space. I can see it. You, you, you're very excited as you're speaking about it. And I, I think it's funny because it, I'm thinking about my dad right now. He was, he, to me, I could watch him all day long speak when, when I was a little kid, and he gets emotional. He gets, you know, he, the stories he tells and and the aspects of the industry, and, and it's... You know, you, you want to be like your dad, you know, and yeah. it's, it's an <laughs> yeah. easy place to start. So, um, I don't know. I, I got that from him. So God bless him. I got that from him. So he helped you with your business. It's interesting. He did. There's no question. Everything mm-hmm. I've learned is, is a, a ton of it's from him. He worked for a big giant company. I've okay. never worked for a big giant company. I could never do what he did and he could never do what we did, meaning starting from scratch. So it's two different spectrums. We're coming at it from two different angles. Okay. But my dad is a storyteller. My dad is great at motivating and great at inspiring. And you get it from him too, because you're a good storyteller. And I feel like you can really motivate people as well. That's, I, that's big in marketing. Again, I think passion, you can't, I, I always tell people, you can't fake passion. No, you can't. You can't. I can see, I can oh, feel it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fake. You can't fake this shit. So if it's real, it's going to come across. Absolutely. So if I was doing selling bread or or being <laughs> in finance, I can't do that. It's yeah, not interesting. That, that's why I left that space. You know, that's yeah. why I'm in this space. You found what works for you. Correct. And that's hard because we're the, we're still you know as successful as we are, we're still the little guy. Mm-hmm. We're going against these big giant companies. How and, long you been in the business? Uh, Twenty two years. Wow. Twenty two years. And how do you find people? Anything from ideally recommendations from people. Uh, we always ask our people to find people. Um, plus, they get a bounty on that if they do. <laughs> okay. Um, but again, you know, it, it's interesting. And it gets back to that passion idea. I can teach you the industry. I can teach you um, sales. I can teach you marketing. I can't teach you passion. Okay. 
Um, so we, the thing that everybody has and what we're doing, whether it's a brand ambassador, whether it's Rick Ross or whether it's our CFO, Kevin, or in somebody in marketing or graphics, uh, they have to have passion. They have to have excitement. They, ha- you can't teach that. So okay. I, we look for passionate people. I, I want to segue a little, a little bit to be more personal. Now, what, how did you know your wife was the one? Mm, she because, told me. Because she stuck around. It's easy. She told though, me. She told me. She said, I'm the one? Yeah. Wow. She sounds like she's a ride or die. What, we're very different, but we have the same. Every We agree on everything, but we're very different. Wow. Very different people, but we agree on everything. I think the beauty is... How are you two different? She's just... I don't know how to describe it. We're just different people, but together we're perfect. You would never expect us to be together. Okay. The way she looks, the way I look. <laughs> um, but it's... 38. I love I love her to death, and she's given me great, great kids, and she's everything. She stuck... She had... What I like to say, and she likes to tell people, she had more money than I did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she had more money than I did because I lost everything. She had more money than I did when we got together. So clearly it wasn't for the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real one. And she gave you six kids? Six kids. How do you balance that? Oh. Running a business and six kids and, and a happy and, and maintaining a healthy relationship. It's That's hard. No, it's not. It's Really? My kids, I don't have any hobbies. Okay. Um, I like two things. I like, I love, love work. I hate the weekends because all of a sudden it dies down and I, I hate it because I love work. My brothers are built the same way. Okay. Um, and I love my family. And those, that's my hobbies, those two things. And they, they're an outlet. But it's, it's amazing. They, the kids allow me to learn about brand building because I tell everybody I treat the brands like they're, they're children. You know, in the beginning, you have to figure out what they're good at and yeah. and where, how they fit and how they belong and what they need. And as they grow, they need a little bit less. And yeah. there's always an analogy to children to me with brands because it's the same thing. There's a time horizon when they grow mm-hmm. up and what they need in the beginning is different what they need later in life. That's true. Get yeah. a quick shot of clock yes. for it. It's been a while since we did a shot of clock. This is so good, that combo. So you're drinking, Chris is drinking bamboo cream and a little bit of XO. Right? Yes. Yeah, Cheers. I took it from you. And I got the OG with a mix of the XO. And right now I'm doing straight XO, yes, which sir. is like a big fat cigar. It's like dark chocolate. It's perfect. That one is aged longer than this one, right? Correct. This is okay. up to 15 years. That's up to 12 years. Yeah, okay. Um, this is, again, they're complete. My, the goal of my brands, if you, again, just using these three, they all taste different from each other. Yeah. And I want them to taste different. I want, a, I want a reaction. You may hate one. That's okay. Then you love the other one. I love them all. So I know you said you, like, you're a mood drinker. So what kind of mood would you have to be in to drink that one? It's, and then it, this one, that it, one. It's, it's not, it's a feeling. It's just okay. something I feel where, you know what, I feel like I'm, I want to drink McQueen. Or okay. gin, or I feel like I want to drink Vion, or I feel like I want to drink Bel Air Blue. It's just I get in the mood, and then I may stick with it. I may stick with it for months oh. at a time, um, where that's what I'm—that's my mood. That's what I want right now. So people ask me all the time, like, "What do you drink with?" You know, you can't drink with food, and you know, there are different pairings. I completely yeah. agree, and I get it. That's not me, though. So I'm going to give you some different scenarios. You let me know what you're drinking. Sure, you're at the beach. Oh, that is easy. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a pina colada with bamboo. Okay, what, the OG in a heartbeat. Um, uh, pina coladas all the way. All right, you're in the house. Movie night. What's you drinking? I'm having OG. 
Bamboo OG. On the rocks? Yeah, just okay. on the rocks. Always on the rocks. Everything I do is on the rocks. Formal event. Formal Um, I got to go champagne. Go Bel Air. Mm-hmm. I got to go Bel Air. Switch it up a little bit. What about the club? What if you were single and you were trying to pick up some <laughs> girls? How about that? Oh, no. <laughs> See, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically yeah. I'm I'm holding a bottle of Bel Air and walking around drinking straight out of it. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm, I want to be that like guy. Me. I want to be that like guy. Me. I want to be that guy. I'm gonna start picking me with Bel Air. Years ago, <laughs> years ago, I went to I went to Rihanna's birthday party in L.A. and uh, and this is when we had Ace of Spades, the brand, and and uh, Zach Efron, remember, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. the actor. He's walking around with a Magnum. Of, oh no, Methuselah. That's a six liter bottle of Ace of Spades. Just walking around holding this bottle, drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> and then at that moment, I'm like, you know what? I want to be that guy. I want to be that I'm guy. I'm definitely going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm going to do that this weekend. <laughs> Give me some Bel Air. So if I had never known about the brands, uh, what's a cocktail that you would make me? The very I, first one. It's easy. I, I'm a big believer. And I was never this way. I was a mixed drink person. And now if I'm going to introduce a brand to you, I want you to taste it straight because my goal is for you to love it. And if you can drink it straight, oh my gosh, mixing it is easy. So I don't want to make a cocktail. I just want you to try it. I'll put it on ice and that's it. That's it. All my brands. Because, again, that's where you're like, wow. Because maybe, again, your thing, maybe rum wasn't your thing, and now you're trying it for the first time. I didn't know it tasted like this. I didn't know. So, you know, try our gin straight. Try our cognac, Vion straight. Try it, and you'll be like, whoa, this is different. That's where I want you to start. Because I don't want to be afraid of, tr- of, of the consumer. I want them to right. try it, you know, as naked as possible. Yeah, like I said, I, I definitely love it. Most of the rum, I've had dark and light, but most of the rum I did drink in the past was light rum. Um, I'm half Hispanic, so it's like a, sure, a I cultural thing. You know, you're on the, you're in the islands, whatever, you know, but light we're, rum's a thing. But. But, but we're moving. It's amazing. This brand is in about almost 70, 80 countries, nice. and wow. it is the number one premium rum in Latvia, Estonia, Romania, Belgium, Canada, the U.S., the U.K., wow. Um, hungry everywhere. And what's amazing about it is those aren't rum markets. It's not a premium rum market. That's impressive. So, so we're we're making it a category, and it's because of the taste. Taste wins. I'm, I need another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too e- good. As Ross says, too easy. Can you do the Ross? The Mm-mm. You haven't learned after all these my, years? My, my thing is when he says, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> His interviews kill me. Do you have any crazy celebrity s- stories? Um, in what context? Just Raunchy. anything that was like, wow. Like, I don't know, just like surprising. That really shocked you. I remember years ago, <laughs> we did the Two Kings event, it was called. It was Jay-Z and LeBron James, the king of sports and the king yeah. of music. And uh, it was during All-Star Weekend. Um, it, was, it was All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. And this time it was in Vegas. And it was an amazing event. It was at Tao. And uh, my dad came. Um, Scott, who's been with me forever, came. Simon, our attorney, came. We went to the dinner and then the party afterwards. And it was just who's who. It was amazing because it's Vegas and everybody's there. <laughs> and we're in the nightclub. And J- 
Jay-Z and Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan are all in this VIP area, and my dad is in the same pit, like okay. the same, they're in the same you know, table, all yeah. of them. And these two beautiful women are talking to my dad. He's 80 years old at the time. <laughs> and they're on both sides of him talking to him, and clearly they think he's somebody, like just somebody. And... And everyone's wondering, what the fuck's going on? Why are these girls talking to him? And then and two hours later, my dad comes out. We're about to leave. And I said, what were they talking to you about? He's like, Brett, I couldn't hear a word they said. I have no idea. <laughs> so to me, it always gets back to, like, family. Like, it's just fun. It's just fun. Because they thought he was, if he's with Jay, he's got to be yeah. somebody. Technically, he is somebody. He's a father to a legend. Oh, he's a legend. I'm just a son. Oh, okay. Humble right. man. Okay, I like it. Okay. <laughs> you were uh, you were talking about how the the brand is well known in so many different countries, and you travel a lot, right? Um, which city or country should you visit when single? When single? Mm -hmm. oh, if you one. were talking to two single guys here, the best looking women. Oh. Not from your own personal, because you know we don't want to get in trouble with the wife. Yeah. We would never want that. I would. I would go to. I would go. Honestly, I would just go to the party islands. I would go to Mykonos. I would go to Ibiza. I would go to, you know, the coast of uh, Macedonia. Places mm -hmm. like that. Any place that's that's like Europe type of guy. Yes. Okay. I would go. I uh, anything that's beachy and summertime is the place. Okay. Is the place. Chris, you writing that down? Yeah. All right, we're going to Ibiza next summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to. You got I've never to. been. I would like to go. Yeah, for real. it's a, it's great experience. Okay. Great experience. What advice would you give yourself in your twenties? Oh, so much. Um, the most important ones. Rely on yourself. Rely on yourself. Okay. Rely on yourself. Now, why do you say that? Because that was one of my mistakes. Um, is I kept assuming people would help. I would kept assuming that. Uh, everyone who who had uh, you know a whiff of of power would do something, whether it's a distributor, a salesperson, uh, just anything. Um, I don't know. It took me a long time to realize I have to rely on me to get the shit done, and if others come on board, eventually, great. But I got to get it done. So micromanage the hell out of it. I got to rely on myself. On yourself, okay. Yeah. How about like, two more? Trust my instincts. It's the second thing that I failed to do. In the beginning, my mistake was, um, if I use Bel Air as an example, when I launched that black bottle, mm -hmm. everyone said, don't do it. You're nuts. Why? Uh, because we launched Rosé first, and mm -hmm. in the champagne category, the biggest, the thing where you start is a brute, which is the traditional gold color champagne. Okay. And I launched Rosé. And then they said, you're nuts now because you put it in a black bottle. You can't see it. Um, you can't do that. And then they said, um, the price point. You can't compete with the Moet and Vouv of the world. You should do it a lower price. Um, the younger Brett would have changed everything. Because here I'm talking to people that are smarter than me. Mm -hmm. That have been doing it longer than me. That are more educated than me. Um, and I, I learned from my mistakes that, you know what? No, if anybody's going to fuck this up, I want it to be me. Yeah. Um, and I got to trust my instincts and I got to go forward with what I think is going to work. And it's the same thing. When we launched Bamboo, same thing. Everyone said, D why do premium rum? You know, you should go do tequila. That's hot. Um, and don't do this. And we're the biggest premium rum in the world now. 
Um, but it's hard. It's it's hard when you're younger, at least. For me, it was. Where you, for me, it was, I just thought everyone is smarter. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows better. Everyone's more experienced. Everyone... But you gotta trust your instincts because if it, my view is again, if anybody's gonna screw it up, I want it to be on me. Yeah, that's exactly. big advice. So with the um, with the rosé, for example, like what was your thought process? Like, why did you want to put it in a black bottle? I don't know. It's it's everything's a feeling. For me, it was um, we wanted to start with rosé because we we love rosé. That's what we were drinking. Um, when I say we, it's internally. Um, we, we thought of a way, all our brands, it's always about the taste. Can I make it better than the competition? Can I make it better than Moet, Rosé, Vouv Rosé? We came up with something that it, gosh, it tastes better. And now let's make a package around it. And, um, I wanted to start because it's different. I wanted to be different. I wanted to make a name for ourselves in Rosé. And eventually we came back with the, the Lux, the white bottle. Then eventually we came back with, the gold bottle, which is the brute, which is the tra- traditional side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it felt right. I wanted the black bottle. I wanted it to look like this, to feel like this. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's the same thing with, with bamboo. It's, this is the way we wanted, to, we wanted a big, long cork that feels like you could bite it out of the bottle. I wanted a big <laughs> X on the label. I wanted no paper on it. There's no paper on the pack, on the bottles. It's, it's all serigraph which, um, or, or moldings. Um, I wanted a story on the back of the bottle. So it's all, there's blood, sweat, and tears in all the brands. So there's, there's feelings in it. It's, okay. it's different. And that's how you have to stand out. 100%. In order to stand out, you have to be different. 100%. It's, for, it's unique. Chris, 100%. And for me, it is, is, the way I look at it is, I can't compete. That's the other thing. That's another good example is uh, of your question of what did you learn, you know, what advice when when I look at the big liquor companies, the Diageos, the Bacardis, the Jim Beams, I have to accept I'm not them. Yeah. I can't be them. You're I can't do what they're doing. You correct. Be you. You got correct. And that's part of it. You just got to play in your own lane and feel good about what you're doing and do your thing. And then I don't have the money that they have. But if I can make a better bottle and a better brand and a better image... Well, maybe it'll stand out a little bit more than everybody else. So hopefully they'll see it first. And that's my goal. Not having as much money is a positive because it breeds creativity. It, it does. And it, it, it makes you self-sufficient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It makes you, you know, you guys doing the podcast, you know how to do all this. You have to learn it. You have to, you have to be able to do everything. Oh, We're not professional. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> but, of trial but, and error. But, but a lot. You, but, but you become self-sufficient and you become where you're not relying on anybody else yes. and you can do it. And we're of that mindset to my company, even, you know, 150 may sound like a lot or it sounds like a little, but we're self-sufficient. You know, we all realize we're going to get the shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to wait for anybody else. We have to go make it happen. The hard part about being different is people don't want different. Like, you know, when we made this cork, it's like talking to the vendors. Well, this is not normal. How do we do something like this? Well, how do you get it in the bottle? Well, how do you... That's the key is don't... Okay, let's not que- let's not question why we can't do it. Let's figure out how we can do it. Yes. Like, that's the goal of the conversation. When you enter the conversation, let's put a smile and let's figure this out. It is. Very, it's good. I, I believe I was at Total Wine when I noticed it. And it, st- and it sticks out, which yeah. is also good marketing as well. It, I don't know if it's marketing. It's just, to me, it, it's got to feel right. Yeah. Everything's got to feel right. 
Everything. We've got our brand. Uh, it has me feeling right. Good. <laughs> I'll be honest with uh, you. We have a drink on here all the time. <laughs> if, if you try, when, when you try McQueen in the Violet Fog, our gin, look on the back of the bottle. There's a poem. I think we're the only brand in the whole world that has a poem um, on, the, on a bottle. Can you recall it off the top of your head? Uh, not word for word, but the poem is, it's, it's neat though, because it's about this band that's about, that's called uh, McQueen in the Violet Fog, but it's different. And that's the story we wanted to tell. And that's unique. And, and again, it's, it's for those people who get the brand. Mm -hmm. They just get it. And it means something to them. And that's, that's why I like it. Like the shirts, you have no idea what that is. Fire. No idea. But they're cool, and as long as you know what they are, that's all that matters. We'll put it on. The, right I like this the, combo better. Yeah, it's smooth. You like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. It's smooth. It's easy. Yeah, they, it's the easy. kick is still good, but I, I prefer this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I'm drinking the grown man drinking. Yeah, I was <laughs> saying the same thing. When you get older, when you get older, He's actually older than me. Oh, all right. <laughs> Did you have a, a tar target demographic when you first started? No, I don't think that way. It to me is. It's an ultra premium brand, and uh, my consumers will come out. Um, they'll f they'll figure out what they like. And again, mm -hmm. it's like I always say this with my kids. Um, uh, my son, who's eight, is is wicked smart at math and reading. My and he's a horrible artist. He can't draw <laughs> and write with crap. My daughter is an amazing artist. She can draw and she can write and she's sing, but she's terrible at math and reading. And you, what do you do as parents? You lean in on what they're good at, and you okay. backfill. And that's what brand building is. So we, we find our audience who likes the brand, and we lean in on them. And then we'll fill in the rest later. What would you say has, has your audience been? It's everybody. If I, Bamboo, watch. It, we sell 100,000 cases in Canada this year. Wow. No one from my company has ever been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But that it's... It's, I don't know, it's, but it's the taste. The taste is winning them over. Word of mouth. We sell 20,000 cases in Latvia, the country of Latvia. Mm -hmm. It's 1.7 million people, gross, hold, gross household income of $7,000. It's not a rum market. Wow. It's the fastest growing brand of all of Latvia. They just love the brand. That's the key to a brand. Bel Air, it's, we're the number one brand now in the U.S. in the champagne category. We're number one in Korea. Same thing. Oh, so you just don't know. It's just whatever it's, market it attracts. I dumb it down is it's a great brand. It tastes great. It's premium. Therefore, there's a consumer who wants that product. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where they are, who they are, what they look like. What's next for you? Nothing's changed. Our whole goal when, when my brother Brian and I set out uh, was to create new brands and categories okay. that we drink. <laughs> That's it. Um, and we're still doing it. So if we start drinking a category and we can figure out a way to make the product better than the competition, I want to launch a brand. Okay. And um, fortunately, we have a bunch of brands we want to we 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 want to do. So mm -hmm. next year we're going to launch two new brands. Uh, in Are you going to talk about it? No, but they're great. But okay. if you have me on, I'll talk about it when we come oh, back. Absolutely. Yeah, I, want, I want to make sure I read this correctly. So you just launched Bel Air in Australia and New Zealand. Bel Air, yeah. So we're launching Bel Air's in about 80 countries. We just launched in Australia, New Zealand. Okay. I was just in New Zealand. It's fantastic. First time? Second time. Okay. Second time. It's on the booking list. Yes. Uh, amazing place, beautiful place, but uh, we're going to kick ass. It's going to be amazing brand in those markets. Nice. What made you want to tap in over there? I don't 
look to go into a market, the market tells us if they're ready for us. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they wanted the brand. The consumers are asking for it. The trade is asking for it. They want the brand. And that's that's how we do it. The, you found that out by going there? Or you, you, like how do you how do you know that? People contact, there? they want it, they okay. feel it. The importers want it. They they want the brand. Mm-hmm. So my candidate example, my Latvia example, people hear about the brand and want it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's amazing, even though we're U S based, if I use Bel Air and Bamboo, both examples, we were doing more business outside the U S than the U S it's a good thing. Oh, it's great. It's great. But it's people hear about the brand. And my thing is I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to allocate. I don't want to, okay, well, this is a big market. So let's just hold off and let's Mm -hmm. just make sure this market. No, I want to feed, I want to feed it. I want people to. If you like it, you should get it. You should want it. You should Absolutely. experience it. So because you're winning international, I know you have offices in NYC, Chicago, Atlanta. Do you want your next office to be outside of U.S.? I'd love it. I want to do one in Africa. Africa? Ooh, wow. Yeah. So That's, our okay. spaces, if you if you have a chance, come visit us in New York and Atlanta. They're really cool oh, spaces. Yeah. Really I'm from New Jersey, so I'll definitely come to NYC. Come, uh, bring a camera. You'll, we'll be ready for you. Okay. Um. It's an event space, the recording studio, video production. I'd like to do it in L.A. next, uh, but if my next goal is Africa. I want it to be in Nigeria or South Africa. Now, why nice. Africa? I love it. I'm, I'm, so with my, vid- my interview series, Self Made, um, I've been interviewing African music artists, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Afrobeats fan. Oh, Huge Afrobeats have my God, and I, 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 one of the big things I'm pushing right now is introducing African artists to U.S. artists uh, or U.K. artists, and trying to cross promote. And we're doing a lot of videos, helping artists shoot videos, creating content for them. Nice. Um, So I just, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So Uh, it's actually crazy. Our, uh, we just found out a couple weeks ago, our biggest following is actually in Africa. It's funny because I tell Ross has been a bunch of times. I I wish all U.S. artists would go to Africa because if you go, they will appreciate you and love you for life. Mm -hmm. And you're not an artist; you're a celebrity, and that's the difference. You're. And I think that's an important thing. But just show love, show support, work with African artists. I think it's you. I actually have a side question uh, because one of our future goals is to, is to tap into more of an international market. So would you have any advice for that? Would you say like just travel out there? Or? I, I think I'll use – you brought up a great example. I'm going to use Russ. You know, the singer Russ is an yeah. example. And I interviewed Russ, and he and I always learn from talking to people. And Ross was telling me this great story on when he'd put his music out in the beginning, like on SoundCloud and shit like that. He'd, he'd see where are they following him? Like, who's his fans? And he saw in Washington, the state of Washington, he had fans. So what did he do? He went to Washington and he built and he leveraged that fan base and made it bigger. And then he found out that he had fans in, in, uh, in the Gulf, in the Middle East, um, and he went there and started building his fan base. So my, it's the same thing we do. And I use that as an example with my own company is go leverage where you're successful and build yeah. around that. Go where you're loved. Correct. Yeah. Don't try to force it. If it's, if it's working somewhere, go 
build on that. Yeah. You can always backfill later, later. Later, you can always backfill later. We got some thinking to do. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah my, my brain is yeah. thinking right now. What have you guys learned? I, me personally, is communications. Um, I said this before. I'm actually an introvert, so it puts di- you out there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's challenging to me. So, but I like it because each episode, because I, I do the editing, I see my growth every time. So. Me just learning better communication skills with people. Yeah. I think and meeting new people. Get experiencing how do I explain this? Experiencing new experiences of other people. Sure. So I, I for me personally, I love it because I learn something. I'm yeah. always learning mm-hmm. something. I'm yes. always motivated by somebody. Um, you guys motivate me. Like it's <laughs> of course. It's it's neat. It's neat to feel that energy that you put yourself out there. It, it, being an introvert, putting yourself out yeah. and on camera and talking and asking yeah, questions. It is. It's different. It's like Ross said, <clears throat> we, we were on an interview together and someone asked, where do you, if bad stuff happens, what do you do? Like, where do you go? Like, where do you get in? And my thing is I get inspiration by talking to people. I need to be around people who motivate me. That's me. That's what, it's, that's what I need. I need I need this. So I'm going to leave here today feeling all motivated, excited. <laughs> and I'll tell stories about this to somebody else. And we feel the same way. It's a great yeah. thing. So I, I love it. So I get something personal out of it. Yeah. I, I guess I'll end on this. Uh, for me, I've learned a lot of discipline. Uh, because when we started, it was, it was for fun. Like, mm-hmm. I had... My brother on, I had my sister on, a couple friends awesome. on. And then the more demanding it became, we started to follow a strict schedule where we, you know, drop every episodes every Monday, uh, started posting every day. So it started to become like a full-time job where I had to kind of tell myself, like, all right, I can't do this at this moment because I have to focus mm-hmm. on the podcast. There's people waiting on our stuff to come out. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely given me a lot more discipline. Uh, it's taught me a lot. Uh, about being consistent yeah um and just trusting our gut too like we try to go off of feedback but at the same time like you know we got we got to keep putting it out you got it if anybody's gonna screw it up it better be you guys (laughs) i'll take it i can handle the screw ups you know it also learned it also taught me to let go yeah because we're in the service business like um it's not it's not if i like it it's if the other people like it i have to let them decide and dictate whether or not it's good or not. So I, I, I like that. It taught me to let go. Because I'm, I'm a little bit more of a control freak. And it taught me just to <laughs> let go. Yeah. I and just let you. the people decide. I feel you. You got to put it out there. And we yeah. get the opportunity to meet people like you. Sure. I would have never thought two yeah. years ago. I would have never thought. What? Like this this is a you know blessing right now. A great this opportunity. This is the best part for me. I get to do this. And I get to learn. And Us I get too. to hopefully support and help and maybe there's somebody out there who's listening who says you know there's mm-hmm. something i learned today because i do I, for me i learn every day something Absolutely. something somebody said is going to get me and i'm be like oh that's interesting never thought of that or and it could be something so simple too like you know it's it's very common but just hearing it from somebody else all of a sudden makes it real yeah you get you get different perspectives on here which is so eye-opening i'm like wow i never thought of it like that mm. Learn something new every time. Oh, I actually have one more question. Go ahead. Because we, we are typically a, a relationship podcast. Do you have any dating advice? <laughs> dating advice? Yeah. Uh, I have marriage advice. Okay, go ahead. Let's, uh, let's hear that. Don't He's going to be married soon. Don't look him in the eye. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't look, at the, don't, look at, don't look them in the eye. <laughs> like during the actual wedding? Or? See, I, I'm writing a book, <laughs> and I think the, the book title is... Uh, is uh, I think I'd like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? 
Please because explain. I think I'd like it. Um, and one of the <laughs> chapters, one of the chapters is is don't look them in the eye, and that's the key to key to marriage. Sometimes is don't look them in the eye. Explain that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I don't. I think it means everything. I don't think it needs explanation. I'm actually uh, big on eye contact. Oh, I got so. one too. I got. I do have a good advice. You know how you always say what's wrong or what can I do? Yes. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. No one does. No. Well, well, at least women. Most people. Yeah. And all they want to hear is, that sucks. That's it. That's all you have to say. So if something's wrong, just be like, oh, God, that sucks. There's, you don't have to answer like to figure it out. And my wife knows I'm going to say this, and she loves it. Because that's all she wants to hear. So how, how does it get resolved? Well, it's not a fight between us. It's just if something's wrong. If like maybe something's, you know, in her life, oh, in her okay. way or something, you know, and she's miserable. You know what? That just sucks. I'm sorry. Because mm. they don't want to hear. Is it like a comfort thing? Yes. You? Okay. hundred percent. Don't look them in <laughs> the eye. Take that advice with caution. Yeah. Don't look them in the <laughs> eye. Wow. Okay. How to hide in your own house. That's my second chapter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second chapter. <laughs> When's this book releasing? Oh, it'll, yeah. it'll come. It'll right, come. I'll, I'm going to be. Can I get a copy? Soon. Eventually, I'll sign it for you. Hey, okay, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Wrap it up. It was it was definitely fun. We, we thank you guys. It. Really appreciate thank it. You Love for coming. Through. Loved really. it. Loved it. This, thank this you. Anything I can do, please ask. And uh, uh, if I can vibe with you all again, I'd love to. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you. And a vibe with you too. in 2023. Absolutely. There you go. There you Let's go. Make it, and, and like you were talking about Africa, you know, we don't know who this is going to reach. So yeah, hopefully, it inspires a lot of people exactly. in di- many different places. Exactly. Absolutely. Much needed. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers again. Go ahead. Drop yours real quick. And again, it's your boy, Chris. You can follow me on IG at Mathis023. And it's your boy, Kaz. You can follow the IG, C-A-Z underscore zero. But don't go nowhere. Nowhere. Because you can follow this beautiful podcast. I cannot buy with y'all podcast on all platforms. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Love y'all. Love y'all.